Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Happy Horror Time. My name is Tim Murdoch. And my name is Matt Emmerd. And today's special guest starred as Shelley in Sam Raimi's 1981 horror classic, The Evil Dead, as in the original film that kicked off a franchise with four feature films and a fifth one on the way later this year, a television series, various comics, video games, and even a musical. The franchise is still very much alive today. Unlike her character from the film who got thrown into a fireplace and then chopped into pieces after biting her own hand off. You know, just your everyday stuff. We are so excited to welcome to the podcast, Teresa Tilly. Hi. Okay. I know that well, we have claps, claps, claps galore. You know, look, before we even dive into questions, when we were researching you online, we found out something about you that I had to bring to your attention. Are you ready for this? I don't know. I think you're going to like this because I really did. You and I share the same birthday, November 6th. Oh, that is sweet. I just was like, you know, I know that has nothing to do with anything. I thought it was Evil Dead related. I I just thought that was really cool. You're a fellow Scorpio on the exact November 6th, same day as me. Well, happy birthday. (laughs) I just thought that was really cool. But you also share something in common with Tim because I read that you used to do stand-up comedy. I did. Yes. Did you do it before or after or during The Evil Dead? Well, it's it's interesting that you... It's a good segue into the movie because basically what happened is I was dating a comedian. That yeah. sounds like trouble already. <laughs> <laughs> but I, had a, I was very interested in comedy in the 80s was like... There was a lot going on in the Detroit area, which is where I'm from. And so I was dating a guy and he was uh, like an MC. And I thought, oh, this is really cool. Anyway, then I got the movie to make Evil Dead. And after that movie, I said, I am never doing another movie. I need to get out on my own and create my own production so that I am not beholden to, you know, producers or whatever. And so I started doing stand-up, and half of it was that I did have this relationship. So, you know, um, Mark Kornhauser, he was uh, he ended up in Vegas, very funny, magic. I also did magic. He gave me some magic tricks that were very funny, where I'd get a guy up on stage and um, pull uh, scarves out of his pants. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so I'd I'd, I'd get him on stage, and then he'd hold one handkerchief, and I'd hold the other scarf. And he'd pull it out, and the audience thought that I had pulled out his underpants. That's fine. I, I love that because that, well, that's was our next question. Because again, looking and like on IMDb and things like that, it mentioned that you had dated a magician and assist him. It also mentioned that you were a backup dancer for a Vegas singer. Can you tell us about that? 
Ellen uh, and Betsy, the other two ladies who were in The Evil Dead, constantly make fun of me for that because it was the the name of the group was called Paula Crecchio and his many moods. So they always tease me like, well, which mood were you? Uh, were you, you know, his bad mood? <laughs> There, there were some Vegas-style um, clubs in Detroit, and this guy was uh, he, Paul Acricchio. Uh He was a, a Vegas act, and he created his show in Detroit, and I was one of the dancers. That sounds like a blast. Are we talking like like hip hop dance or like 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 <laughs> like Vegas style like show? Like Vegas, girl? like show. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't know. Anytime I hear backup dance, I'm not quite. I think sure. of like Janet Jackson. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that is quite an assorted type of like yeah, so much resume. Fun. Like before, you know, around there. And growing up, were you a fan of horror films? Never. Oh, it's always disappointing to people. No, it's okay. okay. But were were there any that like had an impact on you or that you knew of that made you not like horror? (laughs) Well, I always, it it did frighten me mainly. And so I, you know, it's kind of like a roller coaster. Why would you go in it if you're going to be scared? Which is (laughs) how I I felt about um, horror movies. Uh, I'm trying to think if I did see... I mean, I saw The Shining when it came out. I can't remember what year that. 1980. <laughs> oh, so that was after I made Evil Dead. Okay, so so then there was Psycho. I did. I think I did see Psycho, and I, I liked it. But you know, that's not really blood and gore. Right. It's all psychological. Yeah, but definitely horror. I mean, it is scary. Like, sometimes psychological stuff is scarier than the blood and gore, you know? Yeah. The blood and gore part never appealed to me. And, well, and that's very interesting because your film... I, I was just going to say, speaking of that, it's a perfect segue into The Evil Dead, which has no blood and gore. Not at no. all. No, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we... Um, uh, this is something I'm sure you've talked about before, but we wanted to um, ask you, how did you first hear about the film and what was the audition process like for the role of Shelley? Because we've heard many crazy stories about these first meetings with like Sam Raimi and people and stuff. So how did you first hear about it and what was the audition process? Well, there are a lot of rumors out there. I mean, Bruce Campbell actually thinks that he knew my dad, but he didn't. So there, there was um, my dad. My dad's uh, CPA firm actually one of the accountants ends up doing the bookkeeping for Renaissance Pictures. That was had nothing to do. You know, those. It's a small town. It's Detroit. Uh, but I did. we didn't know that when I met them. I just, it was really straightforward like any other, most other actors. You know, I just uh, got an audition notification from my agent and um, I met with them and uh, it, the audition was kind of weird. It was down in Sam's mother's basement. Which is always a good wow. place did, for a first meeting. Did they give you a script beforehand? No, no, no. They never gave us a script. <laughs> the script is so light. I mean, if you could see the script, it's it's like Cheryl runs into the woods. They attack her. That's, that's the explanation <laughs> for what happens to Cheryl. And we all know that it's much more detailed. Yeah. So there were very, it was very sparsely written. 
just sort of an outline. Although I must say the 14 lines I had in the movie were in the original script. And so you did you do you have to perform like did you only audition for Shelley or did you audition for any of the other ladies? I you know, I didn't know what I was auditioning for and I didn't have the script. <laughs> Basically Sam met with us. I think Bruce was there too and maybe some of the other guys. There there were it was always like a, a posse of guys uh from Sam's high school. You know they went to high school. Yes, yeah. yes, we heard. I did not know any of the, them from the school. I, I was a little bit, a little bit older than they were, but I did. I didn't go to the same school or anything. So I just basically went to his house. He had the setup was a folding chair, and he just had me sit in the folding chair and scream, and then like move forward, like scream like you're like you're just hit by a car, and and that and then maybe I said a couple lines. And that was really it. Were you like, this is this is a movie I want to be in? I, 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 I want to audition. I think I can do it. I love that because especially <laughs> you not loving horror, were you kind of just like, well, you know, whatever, I'll do it. This seems fun kind of thing. You have to understand, there, there were no feature films being made in Detroit, especially at my level of acting. I mean, I was doing like dinner theater and um, puppet shows for kids and... I love puppet shows for kids. <laughs> I have my own puppet show. I, I bring the stage, set it up in the mall, and I have different puppets. Oh my gosh! Oh my you God. are a lady of many oh, talents. My my nephew loves puppet shows. We've gone to a few. Like that's that's cool, so cool. So you, but so okay. So Detroit, it wasn't a big thing. And it, when I'm I'm wondering when you when you got the part when they told you you got the part, did they show you the short film within the woods that the movie was playing? Oh no! No no no. We had no, I had no idea. Wow. Oh, so there was no reference. Script was very light. You just knew it was a horror movie that took place in a cabin with demons. <laughs> and did he film your audition scene? You know, if they did, I, I didn't. It's not. It, everything was different. Maybe eight millimeter. They did. I don't know. I, I really don't know. That's funny. I mean, I know. I love her asking questions for you of something that happened 40 years ago. Like, I can't remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> 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 I know. Well, you know, so anyone who's seen this film before, and I'm sure that's literally everyone who's listening to this podcast, knows that there is no Teresa Tilly listed in the credits, and the person who plays Shelley instead is Sarah York. So tell us, who is the imposter, Sarah or Teresa? <laughs> it's an unfortunate story that, you know, really isn't all that interesting. It's just that I would have have just literally two weeks before I got this part been allowed to enter Screen Actors Guild. And it's a whole catch-22. You have to work before you can get in, but you can't work unless you're in. And I finally figured out how to manage that, and I got in the union. And this film came in, and I said, guys, I'd love to do the movie, but I just got in the union, and I... I it, are you doing a union production? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk to the union. Well, a few months go by, nobody talks to anybody. The union doesn't talk to them, they don't talk to the union, and they're like calling me up and saying, hey, are you ready to go? We're leaving, you know, tomorrow. And, and I'm like, I'm just gonna do it. You know, I, I got some advice from some people, but I thought no one's ever gonna see this movie. And once I was down on the set, we all talk about this frequently. 
no one is ever going to see this movie. You know, seeing the way it was produced and the, the way we were just vomiting milk and peanut butter and whatever they had handy and carol syrup. We were, I was still not worried, but I thought, you know what, I'm just going to use a fake name because, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. I get it. SAG is, I would not want to be on SAG's bad, bad side. G, how did you come up with the fake name? Any weird story? <laughs> my niece had just been born. Her name, she was named Sarah. And I had um, envisioned myself going to New York. I just made up this name, Sarah York. I love it. And of course, the union did catch me. And <laughs> Scotty, who was also in the same boat as me. And we were fined. And uh, expelled, suspended, suspended. I mean, nowadays this would never happen. Wow, they really went out and caught it. Wow, and then find you. Because the movie is so awesome, it 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 was on everyone's radar. And now they're like, "Where can we? We're gonna find them for that." Wow, that is crazy. well, thank you for clearing that up. Um, there, um, also, there's a lot of rumors about how Sam Raimi was able to fund this film because I think he was only like 20 at the time and had to ask like his parents or his parents' friends and doctors and lawyers. I'm not sure how much you know specifically about this, but what did you know at the time or do you know now about how he was able to actually get funding for this film? Well, I know there still are people that show up at our conventions who... I think we're backers in the movie. <laughs> I mean, like friends, and I mean, he did go through all of his parents' friends, and they were, I won't say they were wealthy, but they had a nice life. Um, his mother owned a beautiful lingerie store where we got our uh, underwear from. Oh. <laughs> uh, Lulu's lingerie. Ooh. Ooh, Lulu's lingerie. Are they still around? Are they still around? Matt, Matt and I will get it for our girlfriends. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the funniest thing you've said today. Oh, though. you know, yes, we, tons of girlfriends, Teresa. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, so you said so backers still come up, and it's just like because he went through all these different parents' friends. And... Well, the, I think the parents have died, but the kids are now inherited the backing thing mm-hmm. or something. You know, they're like. They'll say, oh, my father, you know, has 10% and he will something like that. Yeah, they're just, they did whatever they needed to do. And they, and they had a nice, uh, well-to-do neighborhood that they lived in. And, you know, people could probably throw in 10 grand and it wasn't a big deal. Right. Wow. I don't, this is, you know, me just sort of embellishing a concept. I don't really know for sure, but um, I know that a lot of people did kick in some money. It's tough to make a movie. I mean, like, I mean, it takes the village. Yeah, well, and it takes money. And it takes money. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so you've spoken about how I think you started filming back in 1979, I think. Yeah, at a, and that you, that the whole cast and crew, the actors had to share a house that was near the cabin in Tennessee. So you were all together in that house. Um, what was that like sharing that with everyone? Because, I mean, I know, like you said, Sam and Bruce and Ellen had grown up together. Did it feel like you were kind of like entering into already like a close-knit group? It's part of the reason that when we see each other, because we do these conventions and we all just love hanging out because for, for a night or two, um, because it was kind of like, um, it's like a high school reunion or something. I mean, I never went away to college, so this was sort of 
my uh, dorm life kind of thing. And so it was an adventure. The three girls, we had our own bedroom. I think there was, maybe it was a two-bedroom house or something. So all the extraneous people, and there were a lot that would come and go, and helping all of his friends came down at one point or another, and they'd be involved that day on the shoot. And they'd all just sleep on the couch. I'll never forget one day, I got up in the middle of the night and I'm, I'm walking through the living room and Sam and Bruce and I don't know, a few different people are just lying on the floor asleep and there's the dailies going around flipping on the reel. You can hear it flap, flap, flap. Nobody, you know, was awake to, to turn off the, the movie thing. Oh my gosh. And I'm, I'm assuming there was no reshoots or going back out there. Like it was like, we're here, we're going to film it. Well, you know, they did reshoot in the, after they came back. They reshot Tom Sullivan, who was the uh, illustrious makeup artist uh, and effects guy. He uh, lived in Marshall, Michigan, which is kind of a little um, offbeat town. And apparently they shot, I was not part of that, but I know but they had to redo a couple scenes uh, that were related to the cellar, and they shot that in his garage or something. Yeah, because the because I know we had read that the that the cabin didn't actually have a cellar. So when you would pretend to go down in the cellar, there was nothing there, and then the cellar scenes were filmed at a different time. But I don't, you're not, you don't actually go into the cellar. It's just the two men, so you didn't have to do that filming. No, none of the girls. Well, Ellen gets trapped in the cellar. <laughs> But she gets kicked in the cellar. Yes. But we just look over the cellar and go, are you all right? So are you just looking at the ground then, right? I love that. I love I love when you're like, when you, the audience sees something in the actors, it's completely different. Um, Obviously, Sam Raimi has gone on to direct huge blockbusters like the Spider-Man movies and even the latest, you know, Doctor Strange Marvel films. So I'm sure his directing style has probably changed just a little bit over the last 40 plus years. But wanted to know from your experience, what was he like as a director back then? Any fun stories from working with him or his style? Well, it's funny you say he's probably changed. Um, I did shoot. I was on the shoot for Oz, the Great and the Powerful. So that's. You know, even though that was in 2011, uh, he had definitely evolved in his directing style. He had a suit on, uh, you know, and I'm going like, what? Who is this? (laughs) But it was great. I was there for a long time, like about a month. And um, he still had a a lot of his similar style uh, of collaboration with the, the actors. So there would be the scene where um, James Franco, uh, who plays um, the great powerful Oz, is coming down and he would say to to the hordes of munchkins and people who live in the town, I was one of them, well, what would you say if, you know, if the Oz, the great and powerful Oz was coming and people just shouted out things and he said, I like that. You say that and you say that. And, and it was just like it felt like we were all doing it together, which was always the way it was on Evil Dead 2. It was collaboration. Yeah. It was a lot of collaboration. Um, it didn't even feel like, you know, we were really making a movie, though, you know, the repeating and the terrible hours and the, all the taping and stuff. But it was so, like, chill, you know, in terms of 
getting it right or you know it just it was really a collaboration that's nice it to looks hear like a blast well, i mean it looks like so much fun well, and also but you could always you know i'm sure there's some people who as they become more famous or work on bigger movies with bigger budgets maybe they could become more i guess diva ish but it sounds like sam isn't that type of director i if he is i didn't see it um people were he was very accessible uh you know just easy going he's kind of a you know eccentric person anyway i mean you know wearing a suit to the set and things like that he's got his little quirky things but um yeah he's pretty accessible and friendly and, and just very sweet uh, on evil dead we would you know all shoot and um then we'd all go buy groceries together or you know it was like we were kind of doing it's it was like um what do you call that when you're all living together uh, Sorority fraternity? Yeah, uh, uh, commune. It was like, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> there's that too. Or that. I was thinking cult, but <laughs> I was getting, no, no. <laughs> cultish, but you know, we had the uh, Tom Sullivan, the makeup art- artist, was always cooking stuff for makeup in the kitchen, like in pots. So you didn't know if you were going to be ladling out like chicken bones that were going to be in the movie that afternoon or whether you were supposed to eat that. The the lines were very blurry between life and shooting the movie. That's hilarious. Um, You know, before we get to your big and brutal death scene, because we're definitely going to cover that, (laughs) because, I mean, who wouldn't? We've got to talk about poor Cheryl's attack in the woods, just because, you know, it's so disturbing and controversial. And I think you've said... um, that and before that none of the women knew during filming that it would be edited to look like the branches were sexually assaulting Cheryl. So I was wondering, what can you tell us about how the scene was written, your reaction to it the first time you saw it, and then what Sam Raimi has said about it in retrospect? Well, like I uh, referred to earlier, it, the, the script said the woods attack Cheryl. That was the whole, that was what the script said. And so none of us had any clue and um, that, that it was going to be like, you know, a, a rape scene with a tree. Um, so we, and even as we shot it, like I said, it was very like a commune. So we'd all go out, not every scene, but a lot of scenes, we, we'd all be together. And the girls kind of had to, you know, help each other out because it was this, you know, a group of young guys. I mean, they were all very sweet, but, you know. It's a boys club. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. Right, in this house, it was a pig stuff. But it was, that's just, you know, I grew up with six brothers and sisters. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. So you so, were, you were, this is nothing. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Which was gorier, Evil Dead or that situation? <laughs> I'm in my family. Uh, I mean, no. I can't, I have two older brothers, so I can only imagine. I only have a sister, so I have no idea what you're talking no. about. But anyway, go on. You said that the ladies, so the ladies were helping during that scene film. We would, we would help each other. And in that particular night, um, she had to be in that scanty little um, a robe or something. Not a negligee, but like a, just pajamas, not really pajamas, but you know what I mean. Yeah. She had on a pretty, a little short nightgown and um, her underwear was showing and we all thought, oh, and it was cold too. And she couldn't have shoes on. She was running through the woods that hadn't really been prepared. It's not like they laid down, you know, something for her feet or they, they just had to run through the woods. Yikes. 
Yeah, so we were trying to help and, you know, just assist her like a, like if a, a makeup person were there helping you and keeping her warm, which we did that for each other. Like, it was so cold. And um, then the scene with the, the limbs, you know, they had us, they attached the limbs to one to each thigh. And Betsy, I believe it was her, had one leg and I had the other. And we literally pulled these branches down her leg. But were you pulling her legs apart at the time? Sorry to go into so much detail. I'm just trying to think, like, if you were wondering, like, what are we doing here, like, with them? I guess we didn't really think about it as being a sexual moment. It, it was like the, the they grabbed her legs and we were the tree pulling down her leg. And I don't really remember the, you know, uh, positioning of her legs and why they were expanded like that. But now that you're mentioning it. As a kid, it went completely over my head. But as an adult, I just remember being like, well, first, it's like you have to think that these branches are attacking. But then I was like, wait, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? (laughs) But like, yeah. So when you first saw it, what was your reaction when you first saw how the scene turned out? Well, let me tell you, I was with my parents. Oh my gosh. In the movie theater. They they thought the whole thing was ridiculous. Anyway, my, they thought my whole life was ridiculous. Good old parents. <laughs> you know, let, let's just not go there. But um, so, and they're very religious. And so, you know, I also had a scene where I had to lift up my shirt. Yes. Also not in the script. And when and I was down on the set for a couple of weeks, and they're like, "Hey, you know, we could, we really need you to, you know, lift up your shirt." Which, by the way, I've just got to say, like it, I, that scene, it seems like it wasn't as necessary. Did they just want some like extra nudity? I guess. I mean, again, maybe Sam can answer that. But it's <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes you watch '80s films, and you're like, I don't know if that person had to be naked or if they just wanted a little extra like you know nudity for it but sorry go on (laughs) no probably uh there's certain protocol that is is um encouraged in in these kinds of films and so you know maybe even somebody like an agent or said hey is anybody you know topless in it i don't know what, (laughs) what it was all about but i just know that i drank a jar of um that liquor they make down in the south um, moonshine or that's what they (laughs) yes oh no (laughs) because it was a bible belt there was no alcohol you had to get it from someone so they they had moonshine so i was like you know after saying no i'm not gonna do it and you know they just kept pounding me i like oh we might have to replace you oh my god i just you know, whatever tactics they needed to use. So I just said, okay, I'll do, you know, I'll do it. So anyway, when that, I knew that scene was coming up, but so I, I had like distraction tactics arranged in my mind, like, oh, mom, is that Aunt Mary over there? Uh. When that scene came up, she just turned and it, it was very fast. But that scene with the, the rape, we were all just... You're like, Especially on a big screen. It's I can't just even like, ha- Has Sam said stuff about it in retrospect? Like either A, why he wanted it to add that to it, or B, he wishes he didn't, or uh, yeah. Both. You know, we, we actually 
met with him before we we started doing these conventions and we decided to go out as a, the three girls and we needed permission for the photos and stuff because we didn't own anything so um we we met with sam he was working out here at sony and uh we all met in his office and had a big bottle of um moonshine moonshine ah. <laughs> and um you know he basically said i i I wish I hadn't have done that. And, you know, he was, I don't know, talked into it. He, his arm was twisted. By a branch. <laughs> was <good>. Right. <laughs> that's, well, that's, um, you know, that's big of him to do. I mean, again, it's like, it's, it's, we're talking about it, right? So <laughs> I guess there's something right in that. It is disturbing and absurd, but, you know, we're talking about it. But speaking of also disturbing and absurd, your death scene, <laughs> um, you know, moving on to your death scene, it's probably the most violent and brutal scene in the entire film. And that's probably pretty much saying something. But can you take us through, like, what was the process to transform into the deadite version of Shelley? Like, was it makeup, prosthetics, contact lenses? Well, it was it was all those things. I mean, we. I think I was the first one. Well, Ellen had started with the makeup, and Betsy, when she saw what they were doing to us with the makeup, she talked Sam into this baby doll concept, which is so scary. Yeah, it was very smart of her, but you know, I didn't have the opportunity. I probably wouldn't have thought of it anyway. But um, yeah, so. There was so much crap on our face, my face in particular. I think mine was the heaviest because there was a lot of experimenting going on as to what, you know, the look was going to be for the Deadite. So it, I think you can kind of see it in the movie, like different um, versions of, of what they were thinking about doing. So... Um, you know, uh, it was that combined with those contact lenses, which we could not see out of. And it was very scary just wearing them, not only because we were blind, but um, they had warned us, the optometrist who came down to the set to, you know, initiate us for those lenses. They were thick. They had to be inserted and taken out in, in a clean environment. Well, you're in the woods. There was no, there was no bathroom. There was no running water. I mean, it was the antithesis of clean. But um, so I, there were a lot of things to worry you about. You know, whether I was going to trip and fall or was was it you the entire time? Yeah, because there's a ton of stuff that your character does from the biting oh. off the hand, the fireplace, the jump, like the everything. Was that like, you? Did they have a stunt double? Some I didn't have a stunt double, but. Um, I did most, I did everything and then they added to it. So I did the uh, the hand chewing. Um, I did the fireplace where they threw me into the fireplace. But then they, they decided to add a scene. Um, and that's where Rob Tappert's sister, she plays me at one point being pulled out of the fire. It's a very short moment, but I can tell it's not me. It's, but even though she's got all the makeup on and everything, and then there's another scene where I'm on the floor, my all my body parts are scattered on the floor. <laughs> uh, well, that is my head, but 
a lot of different people are playing other parts of my body. Uh, so. was just, that was going to be the next question, how they pulled that off. Um, because you said it's your head. So were you guys all just under the floor? They, t- they nailed us under the floor. Oh, my God. Wait, when you say nailed, you, what, do you, you what, do you mean? what does that mean? Didn't get out. <laughs> oh, my God. So they... There was, you know, dirt under the floor, and and they just had to make it look real, I guess. Oh, my gosh. You're like, one shot. One shot. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I was sitting under there with my head above the floor, and then somebody else was my... I think Rob was my arm, and Bruce was a leg, and that was an awful night because... um, you know, I had those contacts in and they were shooting and Sam never said cut. It was like, how much am I going to do of this? And, I, and did you only have to bite your hand once? Was that a one take? There, there. Well, he had a, some kind of a gizmo where the blood came through a, like a pump that he had put into the fake arm. So I didn't get to do more than, I mean, he had one fake arm, you know, to use. So, yeah, we just kept, you know, gnawing at it until it finally came. And were, did you have to spit that white milk. stuff? You did, was it milk? It was milk, just food, food things. <laughs> As a kid, I don't remember that much spitting, but there was so much spitting. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you were you were saying so you were that night when you were all the body parts and you were wondering why they hadn't called cut. Sam had fallen asleep. What? And Tim, the the cameraman, uh, really nice guy too. Um, they both fell asleep. How is that even possible? Like they're in the middle of a scene and they just I mean, I guess you're just so exhausted. Exhausted. I mean, when you're doing everything, you yeah. know, you're you're setting up the the scene, you're thinking about how it's going to be shot. There's just not a lot of time for sleeping. And did you get any bruises or hurt? Or I mean, were there a lot of injuries during filming? Um, I was, as I say, often I was emotionally damaged. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. That no, counts. I mean, when you can't sleep, I mean, it's everything's thrown off. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have any physical damage. Uh, anything traumatic i know bruce twisted his ankle and betsy lost her eyelashes and um she got hurt pretty bad when they were dragging her down uh, out to the cap outside of the cabin they they didn't think to you know put anything around her body they just dragged her (laughs) when i see some of those that footage like us in the car driving across that bridge and Mm -hmm. the bridge is falling apart i'm thinking that was a dangerous because that Brit was that bridge really unstable. I take it that was a really because it, and there's I know, a car full of people. I know, I know. I kept, but you know, when you're an indie filmmaker at that point, like I, I I'm all just assuming there's so much on your mind that you're like safety. We'll it's figure not it like out. a movie. A big movie studio was like watching every movie or, was made. Which and I'm sure big studios have people dedicated to safety yeah. on set. So I can't. Yeah, you know. Um. So. The Evil Dead introduced audiences to the character of Ash Williams, who's played by Bruce Campbell. And I think he's so good looking. Go he, on. He's got yeah. He and he <laughs> has gone on to basically become you know the face of the franchise. We were just wondering what was Bruce like to work with while filming the original movie, and and are you still in touch with him? Oh yeah, yeah, we see him a lot. 
Uh, I mean, I haven't seen him recently, but over the years, over the last 40 years, we've we've seen each other quite a bit. Um, and it is like a high school reunion. We, we still text and um, talk to each other. I talk to Betsy almost every day. Oh, wow. Oh, I love that. Uh, she she's really lives close and, you know, Betsy lives uh, 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away. And... Uh, so we we do. Te- I just texted Rich a couple days ago, uh, Scotty. But um, Bruce uh, is very busy. He's I, he's tireless in his desire to promote this movie and keep you know it going on one level or another. And now there's the the video game. I'm sure you've heard. Of- yes, of course. We were going to ask you about because I know didn't you and a lot of the stars provide your voices for the video game? Yeah, all of us did. I mean, from the original, and then I, I don't know who else is in there. Um, I think some of the actors from Ash vs. Evil Dead, mm-hmm. but I don't know about uh, Evil Dead 2 or... Um, Army of Darkness? Yeah, Army of Darkness, right. <laughs> so, he's, so Bruce has been very dedicated, obviously, to this franchise. Did he, even from the beginning, like during the original film, seem just as dedicated to kind of this movie at the time? I really do believe that it was the energy among them, Rob, Sam, and Bruce. They just had this, um, it it was a drive, a vision, I don't know. They were unstoppable. And Bruce was a a driving force. He never seemed to get tired. Um, You know, crazy stuff was happening where, like, we'd shoot all night and, and there was syrup all over our body from the blood and and, and I'm doing hand quotes tonight right now and they he'd pull off his clothes and it would stick to his skin and stuff like that and you know us us girls we were always like oh this is terrible we haven't slept it's so cold and, and Bruce would just make light of things I mean he found he always found a way to keep the spirits up and um He's just a very optimistic, happy, good-looking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tim has a major crush over here. Well, yeah. you know, what no, can I do? N- no, that is good to hear. And, and you know, you had said, and I know that you have remained in close contact with um, Ellen, who played Cheryl, and uh, and Betsy, who played Linda, and that you attend conventions together as the ladies of the Evil Dead. How so? How was that filmed? Like or, or filmed? Formed? Like when did you guys decide we're going to be like almost like a trio and attend as the ladies of the Evil Dead? Well, it's confused a lot of people. They they think it's another movie. <laughs> <laughs> It was just one of those things where we were all moms and little things started happening like um, Ellen's daughter came home and had seen her mom's face on a lunchbox at school. You know, her the, the monster. Yes. And so our family started to know that we were in this. We didn't really. It was not on my resume. It wasn't on their resume. I was still doing a lot of work. Ellen had pretty much just become a mom and uh, same with Betsy and then Betsy has a funny story about being at a PTA meeting and somebody recognized her you know she was horrified because we were embarrassed this movie was embarrassing (laughs) I would walk around with like a like a t-shirt every day. Well, but I mean, it's different. I mean, obviously you've gotten to that point, but yes, I get it. At the time you were like, Oh God. 
and, and you know, it still really wasn't uh, even as popular uh, as it, 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 it was just beginning. The videotape industry is what made Evil Dead really popular because people could watch it over and over again and smoke dope or <laughs> while they watched it. And it just, that is how it became so famous. But when we made the movie, you know, there it was not even allowed in the in the movie theaters. It was uh, a video nasty in England. That's what they called it. So, so, so speaking of like when it came out into the movie theaters, like I mean, you mentioned earlier that like you're the one scene you didn't want your family to see, but like when it initially came out into theaters, what was your reaction? Was there like a red carpet premiere? Did you as a cast have a screening? Yeah, how would you first see it? They they did. It wasn't you know it wasn't like anything like what you would imagine a premiere would be. It was just some small little theater and. Michigan, Red, the Redford, and um, yeah, they, they had a red carpet, but it wasn't um, fancy at all. And and I don't even think I was walking on it. Betsy wasn't there. I, I don't know if Alan was there. It was very small. And then it was banned. I, I, was I remember the first time I saw it. I saw it at the New Beverly. There's so many revival screenings of it. I've but I caught it, and it's really so much fun to see with an audience, uh, like yes. packed house. It's awesome. But I I also get like that initial reaction of the first time seeing it because you know we know we can come in easily and say it's the greatest thing ever. You know, 40 years later, when it already it's become such a huge cult classic. But I get when it was first coming out, probably being nervous about how it was going to look, especially with your parents. <laughs> And the acting was so, you know, um, I don't know how to describe it. It was just very, like, I don't know. There's definitely a style, yeah. It was stylized. Yeah, Sam would actually say the line and have us, and move. He had it choreographed. Like, if, if I said, what happened to her eyes? He actually walked, put his hands up by his head, and that's how he wanted me to hold my head just like he was doing it and kneel down at, on this particular word. It was very stylized, Sam Raimi stylized. It wasn't like, you know, you were really having a moment. It was like, oh, can I do it just like Sam did? <laughs> so, so like very choreographed and yeah. blocked. Very choreographed. Wow, yeah. You know, um, so six years later, after Evil Dead came out in 1987, Sam Raimi uh, ends up making Evil Dead 2. And we heard that uh, Betsy almost reprised the role of Linda in like a dream sequence, but she couldn't because she was pregnant. Was there any talk of your character coming back for a dream sequence or she's still flailing around in the cabin, all those body parts? I don't think anyone was having anything except nightmares about me. <laughs> If they, they were discussing it, I never heard about it. <laughs> That's too, and then, you know, you also had mentioned that, um, you like you just said, that you kept the film off your resume for a while after it premiered. When do you think you started to embrace it again and realize that it had such a huge following? Well, that's what I mean. When our kids started getting older and they saw the movie in the, like, in the... Uh, Video stores? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the particular one that was near my house. But it started to become like, oh, people like this movie. And 
There was a very uh, specific turning point when they were showing the movie at the American Cinematique. Yeah. Yes, we're familiar. Okay, so uh, Betsy's husband is also in the in the industry. He's a, a sound mixer guy, and um, some of his colleagues knew that they were going to be showing The Evil Dead, and they knew that his wife was in it, so they said, hey, you know, I heard the uh, actors from the movie are going to be interviewed. Is Betsy going to be be there? And so Betsy calls up and says, um, I understand that you have um, some of the actors from The Evil Dead. Who, who's going to be there? And she always talks about, it like, they're, like, you know, going through pages and pages. Like, there's only five of us. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't have anyone. Oh. So Betsy said, well, you know, I live like 10 minutes away and my friend lives another 10 minutes away if you'd like a couple of the actors. So they were like, yes, yes. <laughs> we, it was Halloween night. We still had like 10-year-old. I had a 10-year-old and she had a couple kids too. So we pawned them off on our husbands <laughs> and to, to go trick-or-treating and we went to, to the movie. And we... We could not believe how many fans were waiting to get our autograph. Oh my God. Around the building. And we were just floored. And Rob Tappert was at that uh, showing and he kind of whispered in our ear. He goes, you know, girls, they have these things called conventions. <laughs> and we had no idea what it was. So we started, to, you know, the internet had just come and we were looking on to see what conventions were and we discovered that they they had things where people went to these conventions so we found ellen and it was not easy we did some research found ellen and and we all got together she flew in from detroit we had like a retreat a ladies retreat in a cabin in a cabin yeah <laughs> my cabin and um and we said, look, if we want to do this, you know, let's just get over the hurt and the whole betrayal of our bodies and whatever. And we had a come to Jesus moment and said, let's just go out and make some money on this. Yeah. <laughs> we hadn't. Yeah. We really hadn't. And so um, so we said, if we're going to do it, let's let's have fun. And if we if we do it as a threesome. It'll, it'll be like a girl's weekend. So we decided to come up with a name. Sarah York. No. <laughs> Sarah, you're like, Sarah York's hitting the convention. No, that is so great. Wait, what year was, if you remember that cinematique, that screening? Just because I'm trying to play some. I'm- 2000. It was oh. 2000. Okay. Maybe so- 1999. I think it was, Yeah. 2000. So almost, tw- I mean, 20 years. I well, mean, but that's, that's, take, that's yeah. good that, I mean, I thought you were going to say like it, you, it took like maybe till 10 years ago to come around, but that's, that's pretty, I mean, like, that's awesome. yeah. So for, so you guys have really been embracing this for probably the last 20 plus years. Yeah. I love the idea of all three of you kind of banding together and being the ladies of the evil dead. I think that like that it's just, it's just powerful. It kind of makes a statement. You kind of go together um, to these things and that's great. And, and you're kind of like a unit, you know, and, do you just, uh, what, do you think is the appeal of this film i mean like your own personal opinion like what why do you people embrace it so much well i i think it is a very good scare movie i have to say every time i see it i jump at different parts even though of course i know what's going to happen it it has that component to it and the sort of the naivete of all the actors in or the characters 
is just sort of like, oh my God, this is just so sweet and silly. And um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what else there is, really. And, and when the sequels came out, did you go see them? Uh, I have seen them on videotape. I didn't actually go to see them. <laughs> you weren't first in line? Yeah, with you them. weren't the target audience? Oh. <laughs> well, don't forget, we were really, like, horrified that we were in this movie. We didn't really want anyone to know. Right, right. <laughs> but how about the remake? Did you go see the remake? We, we didn't go together, but we all went and talked about it. And um, What did you think? What did you think, just out of curiosity? It just had a more finished look. I mean... Yeah. It's a, it was a big studio picture. Yes. Yeah. Got that a different vibe. You could really tell that the original Evil Dead was a bunch of kids making a movie mm-hmm. in a cabin. And that's, I think, also part of the charm of it. But the, the new one... Just, um, you know, it, it was a typical horror movie and didn't have that same charm. That, yeah, it's like the grittiness, the like homegrown type of feel. Yeah, totally. And then we had mentioned in the intro, there's actually a new Evil Dead movie coming out this year in HBO Max called Evil Dead Rise. It's going to be going straight to HBO Max. Apparently, it's the first film that Bruce Campbell's not in because he was in this little like post credit scene in the remake. Did you know anything about this film? And do you think the series can survive without Ash? You know, I don't know much about it. I sort of remember hearing something about that, but um, I don't. I don't know. Is is Sam directing that or writing? Uh, it? Apparently, he is just somewhat pr- like a producer which makes me think almost like did they give him some money so they could use his name like I don't know how involved or maybe he and Bruce are kind of overseeing it but it's the first one where Bruce is just not going to be Ash at all in it yeah I don't know people love his character so it'll be hard to imagine yeah. An evil dead without him. I can't. I agree. I, I just can't imagine. I mean, again, we'll give it. We'll I don't give know it a watch. I want it. We'll give it a watch, but it just feels like it's Halloween without Jamie Lee Curtis. You right. just can't do it. Yeah. Jason without his mask. Yeah, exactly. You know, another thing that we mentioned. So there was people may not be familiar with. There was an Evil Dead the musical that you know had an off Broadway run in 2006, and since then there have been all these different productions. But I read that you and the other ladies had cameos in like the closing night performance of 2019. But can you tell us about that? Like, how did that happen, and what did they have you do on stage? It was so much fun that we had seen the play already on off Broadway because that that's where it, it actually started in Toronto, I think. And then it was in Chicago. I, I didn't get to see all those variations. I know Ellen has seen a lot of them, but um, there there were there are some people who do it, uh, who do the play uh, down in uh, Florida. And they invited us to come. So we came. We had no idea. Uh, we thought it was going to be sort of like a convention. It, it was more like a show, and we'd sign after the show, which was very different, but we still enjoyed it. And then on the final night, they said, hey, would you guys like a little cameo in on stage? And of course, we were like all over it. So Ellen pops out of the um, trap door and, you know, says something, and I come on stage and dance with... Um, 
I think it was Scotty, the guy who plays Scotty uh, in that version. I mean, you have your dancing background yeah, with the, the Vegas, with the Vegas show guy. <laughs> oh. So you were perfect. I was going to say that, but I was like, I can't pronounce the first name. Oh, I can't pronounce the name, but you had the bit dancing background, so that's perfect. Right, right. Paul Lacrecio. Yes, Paul Lacrecio. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then Betsy, you know, they had all these trap doors and windows opening. It's it's very well done, the place. I tried to get tickets in Chicago. It was sold out. Oh, you've got to get to it one of these days. It is so much fun. It's, it's almost... Dare I say better than the movie? No. Did, did, the, did the audience know that you three would be cameoing, or did it was it, it was a surprise? Did they go nuts? Did they know? They went nuts. Oh. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that is amazing. I can't even. I've got to find. Uh, hopefully, there's like a clip of that, or someone shot it on YouTube or something. No, there is a clip of it. God only knows where it is, but. <laughs> It's probably somewhere on my computer. It's a, along with your audition video. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when you go to conventions, what's the number one thing people ask you? Um, if we had fun. Oh. We... <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you have fun? And, and how do you spin that answer? Sorry, <laughs> we say the same thing. We're having more fun now. That's uh, no, true. Yeah. Hey, that's a truth. I think as a fan, like I'd want a truthful answer. And here's the thing. People don't know, like making movies isn't always as look as a viewer. You can watch and say, oh, my God, that must have been so much fun to do. But when you're in it, like you said, long nights, the director falling asleep on you when you're wearing contact lenses. When you're nailed under the ground. <laughs> you know, when you're, probably not the most fun. <laughs> yeah. Underground. You, you know, um, a random thing I wanted to ask you about um, as we, you know, get closer to wrapping up. Um, I saw that in 2007, you had a small role in, it's kind of like a mockumentary called Brutal Massacre Comedy. And you, and so with, so did the other ladies of the Evil Dead. But so you played a waitress and you have this quick scene where you serve a slice of cake to Gunnar Hansen, a.k.a., you know, the original Leatherface, and he, I think he asked for your phone number, you say no, and he tells you to fuck off. You know, it's a great scene. Um, I would just, do you, what was it like working with Gunnar Hansen, just because as horror lovers, like, he's such a big name in horror movies, and any stories from that film? Well, um, that was uh, another low budget. It was a higher budget than Evil Dead, but um, I was really only there for a few days. Ellen had the main, had a large role in that. Um, he, I knew Gunner already from doing these uh, conventions, and he was always just the sweetest, funniest guy. He, he was just joyful to be around. And so I was just thrilled that I could um, have a little scene like that with him. So, you know, we just, uh, I don't know. It was just fun. That was fun. It was easy. It was fun. It was really cold, too. But... <laughs> I it's just a yeah it's a funny like kind of ridiculous but I love seeing like especially any fan of Evil Dead seeing like the three ladies together in any production afterwards is so cool and then you add like Gunnar Hansen on it and it's great like it we're kind of nerds like that where we'll notice those connections you know between people from different horror movies and and things like that which is why well, we speak for yourself you're a nerd I know <laughs> sorry Tim's not a nerd just me just me we 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 also wanted to ask um what are you up to today and would you ever consider being in another horror movie? Well, I actually was just in a sort of a horror movie. It, it's, um, it, it was more of a thriller, but there was some blood. Uh, I did get murdered. Oh, oh no! 
hopefully not as brutally as Evil Dead. <laughs> a lot of time like this, just laying there dead on the ground. But it, it's a noir film. It's oh. called Abigail. Oh. And, uh, I I know that I'm pretty sure they're done. I did that in September. And uh, it looks like it's going to be really good. I don't, I don't know uh, when it's coming out. I, they keep saying, you know, soon. Oh. I don't know more, more than that about it. And that was a lot of fun to do because it was so uh, weird. Like, um, I really wasn't a real person. I was a figment of this guy's imagination. And uh, just getting inside that kind of a, a thing as an actor was really challenging and um and fun just a lot of fun and and you know it was noir so there was that part of it that was fun yeah i would do you know i mean i wouldn't really want to be uh filled with blood and guts or you know carol syrup or milk or milk (laughs) yeah or the eyes but you know i would uh I would do it again. I, that's awesome. And yeah. we'll have to look for Abigail. Abigail. That sounds really interesting. Hopefully it'll come out later this year or we could see it. No, that's great. We we have one final question for you, Teresa. And first off, thank you for but you've yeah. been such a delight. So and it's fun. been so so much fun talking with you and getting these stories. It's really great. It's like a dream come true for horror nerds like us. Um we have, and this will probably put you on the spot a little bit. It'll give you a little bit of time to think, especially because you've done conventions. But what is one thing that you can tell us about your experience working on the evil dead that you have never told any other interviewer? publication convention panel or podcaster it can be a tiny detail it can be a huge thing but something you have never told anybody in any convention or interview or story and maybe even anything related to evil dead or even the aftermath you know like like someone came up to you and said i named my first child (laughs) uh uh, i named my first child sarah york (laughs) well i mean this is not that interesting, but I don't think I've ever mentioned it. Um, when I was on the set down in Tennessee, I was very lonely for my comedian, magician boyfriend. And and I asked permission if he could come and stay for a few days, and he did. Oh, did we, he stayed in that house that you guys all shared? Yeah. Oh my gosh, how scary. Wait, did he do magic tricks for everyone? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I'm trying to remember where we stayed. Did you guys have trailers or is that a silly question? No, no, no. What? She just said know. they shared a two-bedroom house. I know. Trailer. The whole- everyone had their own trailer <laughs> with trailer? running water. That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> no, that is so cool. Wow. Wait, so he came down and stayed. Did you even, dare I ask, have any privacy in that place? That's what I'm wondering, too. Like, I don't remember having any privacy because the three girls shared the only bedroom. (laughs) He must have stayed in a hotel. I'll have to email him. (laughs) So that was that like just made me it was so like, you know, just the three girls and all these guys. And then to be able to have my boyfriend come down was kind of like. Oh, that was so special. I oh, love hearing tidbits yeah. like that. Are you kidding? Like these kind of the random facts. That's why we ask this question. We ask everybody, by the way. And you'd be surprised. We've heard uh, 
scandalous scandalous sex stories and we've also heard like they served this for lunch one day so we've heard all through the spectrum (laughs) but yours was a very sweet and charming i like the sweet and charming stories yeah Yeah. (laughs) well just want to thank you again seriously for so much for taking the time today to speak with us um we've had a blast talking with you we really appreciate it yeah this was fun a lot of fun you guys were the best interview i've ever done Wow. You've had more questions that have not been asked or very unique, and it looks like you did your research. That's Matt. Matt's our researcher. Well, but thank you. That seriously, that means so much because we want to, you know, we know that a lot of the people we interview have talked about these things a lot. And so we kind of want to, you know, ask some fresh stuff, let them talk about things maybe they haven't gotten a chance to talk about. But if anything, it really. It just helps us because we're so interested because we love this film. We love your performance. And so it really makes our day to hear these things. So thank you. Thanks, guys. Okay, well, take care. Okay. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Happy Horror Time. This podcast is hosted by Matt Emmer and myself, Tim Murdoch, and co-produced and edited by Jacob Randall. We now release episodes every Monday, and in each episode, we either review horror movies that just came out or interview stars and insiders from iconic horror films. You can stream all our episodes directly from our website, that's happyhorrortime.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember... Our reviews do contain spoilers, so we always post the movies we're discussing a few days in advance on our social media pages, so listeners can check them out ahead of time. And speaking of social media, make sure you follow our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Happy Horror Time. We even started putting our interviews up on YouTube, along with our horror short film, Come In. You've got to check it out. You can find us on YouTube by searching for Happy Horror Time. If you'd like to support the podcast, please sign up to be a patron at patreon.com slash happy horror time. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash happy horror time. Patrons get access to our growing library of monthly bonus episodes and other fun benefits like ad-free episodes that are out a day in advance, our monthly newsletter, participation in polls, and autographed Happy Horror Time stickers! Woo! And if you'd like to contact us, please send us an email at happyhorrortime at gmail.com. Tell us what you love, how sexy you think we are, whatever! I'm Matt Emmert. And I'm Tim Murdoch. And And we we hope hope you have have a happy horror time! Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.